just receive the word. Get your Bible. Get your device. Get the get ready to go to the word of God. God bless you, Micah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can somebody say amen in the house this morning? In the house or outside the house or in your house or in this house or that house or that house over there. Can somebody say amen? Praise the Lord. Do you love Jesus Christ this morning? Praise God. I sense his presence. I sense his presence in a great and powerful way today. I sense his presence. I sense him moving. I sense him shaking. I sense him shifting this morning. We glorify you, God. I say, can we not take this lightly? Please, right now, let's just take a moment and glorify the Lord because I believe he's wanting to encourage some folks today. Is that all right? I believe he's wanting to encourage some folks this morning. He's wanting to lift some people up. He's wanting to give some rest to the weary. He's wanting to give some peace to those who are in anxiety. He's wanting to break people away from this feeling of fear and, and problems. He, he's wanting somebody to know that he is a way maker right here in the church house and in, in homes and residences this morning, all families and ages. Will you take a moment and just lift up your hands and glorify the Lord? Will you take a moment here and just glorify the Lord? We glorify you, God. We glorify you, God. We glorify you, God. We glorify you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Something has been stirring in my spirit this morning. Something has been stirring within my spirit as we were in praise and worship today. The Holy Spirit has aligned up the, the lineup of songs today in such a way that he spoke something into my spirit. Noah was singing that second song and there was a word that stuck out so much to me in the spirit. It was the word grave. Just simply out of all the words of that second song, it was the word grave. And the mentality of the grave is that it is the marking of an ending point. It is the marking of an ending point. It is the marking saying that once was no longer exists. And anybody who is placed in a grave once had life and is now in a place of no longer having life. It's an ending point. It's an ending mark. But there's something with the way God likes to do and how he likes to flow with a grave. He likes to reveal himself as as a way maker as we sing in the third song. Because the grave is a declaration that the end has come. But God looks at it and says, no, I'm the one who makes a way when there seems to be no other way. And when man has declared the end, and when man has said it is over, and when science has said it is over, and when, and, and, and when all the other biological things say, it, say it's over, I declare it's only the beginning. Yeah, amen. Two weeks 
weeks ago or three weeks ago, I've lost track of dates, we celebrated Easter Sunday morning. It's a day where we recognize the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm reminded one of the most common accounts of, of the Easter where people were going to prepare and anoint what they thought was a dead body. But they had a heavenly revelation, a heavenly voice declare and say, why do you seek the living amongst the dead? And see, what is happening in this season is the church and, and, and has tried and the enemy has tried to declare you're at a place of death. But Jesus is saying, this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. Can you rejoice one more time with me? Can you put your hands together and glorify the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel a leading of the Holy Ghost for us to go into John chapter 11 this morning. The Holy Spirit has absolutely erased my sermon preparation and has erased my notes today. I feel a strong leading to preach on one of the most popular accounts of resurrection in Scripture, the second most popular account of resurrection. Go with me to John chapter 11. It says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Understand the account that he had just been given the word that Lazarus was sick. At this point in time, the only word that to Jesus that Lazarus was sick and not dead. <laughs> then his disciples said, Lord, he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, 
if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Dead man, you will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever believes and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Who is to come into the world. I sense something within my spirit that right now, even this very week, there has been a heavy weight of discouragement that has tried to befall the church of Jesus Christ. And it has tried to literally make them feel like that they are in an encapsulation and an entombment feeling like there is absolutely no way out. Feeling like there's a sense as though there's a stifling point. Feeling as though that, my gosh, are things ever going to get into a place of normalcy? Are we going to be able, are we going to be able to function in the normalcy of our lives? See, what used to be seem impossible has now become inevitable. The things that we honest, I mean, would you have ever thought we'd be in a day and age where it would be illegal to take your children to McDonald's and take them inside into McDonald's? Did you ever think we would be at a place where we would have signs marking, please don't stand too close to the person in front of you at Walmart? See, what has been marked impossible has now been marked inevitable. See, Jesus was in a situation here, people were saying, the one who you love is sick. So whom the one you love, would that not be one that you would want to show up and lay hands on them and make them well? Would you not want to come and touch their bodies? Is that not the humanistic mentality we have? To where we will literally say, God, don't you want to do this for me? God, don't you want to do this for me? God, don't you want to do this for me? God, don't you want to show yourself in this way? Don't you want me to look blessed? Don't you want me to look provided for? Don't you want me to look victorious? Don't you want me to look this certain way into the world? Instead, you're going to let me progress into my condition? So right now we read that a man named Lazarus goes from being sick and now he's dead. He's sick, but now he's dead. How many times have we come into the place where we declare out of our mouths and we say, this did not happen. This did not happen. And many times, traditionally and culturally, we want to kind of shake our finger at Martha in this story. And we want to say, Martha, 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 why do you have this thinking? 
Frankly, in all honesty, let, let me tell you about Martha. You know what Martha is? Martha is the maturity of the mindset of the church. You're reading the accounts of, you know, the famous Mary and Martha. Martha got jealous because Mary was sitting there listening to Jesus. When really, in all honesty, Martha represents, she represents people who feed off the fact of what others are not doing. It wasn't the fact that Mary was good and Martha was bad. Martha just lost her true focus. Okay? Martha is the mentality of the majority of Christians. Martha represents human reaction at moments that should be spiritual reactions. She represents those times where our emotions have a tendency to take over and rule us and control us. Now here's a key point. In the verse of scripture where Martha is walking up to Jesus, Martha is walking up to Jesus. And it says, Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have died. But in verse, would not have died. Sorry. Would not have died. Verse 22. But see, there's something with this concept. Many times traditionally and culturally, we will preach verse 21 left and right. But there's revelation in verse 22 to where Martha goes from a woman of doubt into a woman of extreme belief. And the same woman that says, if you would have been here, he would have lived, is now the one saying, but I know though he is dead, it is going to happen. But I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. I would have loved for you to have been here to heal a sick man, but I know you've got the capability to raise up a dead man. I would have much rather for the church not to have their doors locked on Sundays, but I know even in a pandemic, you can reveal yourself. I would much rather have a full praise and worship band, but I know with a skeleton crew, your glory can be revealed. I would much rather get my full paycheck at work, but I know with the watered down income of unemployment, your glory can be revealed. I know you can heal the sick, but I also believe you can raise the dead. I know at this tomb, you will be revealed. You will be revealed. Your power and might, you're not just a healer. You're not able just to resurrect, but you're going to reveal you are the resurrection. Hallelujah. Jesus said that whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. The end is not inevitable. It's only the beginning. Do you believe this? Hallelujah. 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 In verse 28 it says, And when she said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling you. 
As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out following her. She is going to the tomb to weep there. She's going to go weep. She's going to go cry. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then Jesus said, see how he, the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again groaning himself came to the tomb. It was a cave. And the stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. See, there's something with the stone. The stone was put in place because what would happen, burial customs, is after, I believe, three days, the stone would be put in, in place in front of the tomb and it was not to be opened for one year. And after one year, they would go in and I believe they would disassemble the bones and put it like into like a permanent sarcophagus or coffin, as you would say. They would take and disassemble the skeleton of those that were dead according to cleanliness laws. And they would anoint the body so when it was still in that scientific process it would not give the smell. So therefore you had the heavy anointings and all that, the ointments placed on the body. And then after that one year, they'd remove the stone and they would disassemble the skeletons and put it into, I just heard Pastor say it was called a bone box. It was placed in front of the tomb never to be, not to be opened. Seal it shut. Shut it. Remove it. Isolate it. Do you see where I'm going? Close it up. Seal it off. Because germs could spread if you open that stone. You could remove it. And I mean that's that's okay. We've got to walk. It's 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 the entombment represents the ending and now it's over it's an official ending and the only thing left is to disassemble bones Jesus decided it's not the end remove the stone Remove the stone. I encourage you so much in this time. 
It's time for the stone to be removed. What am I saying? I'm not telling you to break rules, break laws. Because there are things we need to follow. We need to obey and I respect them. I respect leadership and administration. But I will say this. That it is not intended for it to be sealed off and capped off to an extent of saying things are over. It's not a time and a place for us to weep and to be downtrodden. It's a time for us to glorify the Lord knowing that even right here at this time, he can be glorified. I'd much rather be looking at a group of people in a sanctuary this morning. And I may be doing it in faith because I still find myself looking over the congregation today. I kind of feel like my young boy days where I'd sit back and I'd pretend preach in my bedroom. That's how I feel this morning. Because I feel like maybe I'm preaching into dead air, but rather than, I'd rather you be here with me. I'd rather us, my goodness, I'd rather us be having children's church this morning, having nursery this morning. I love park and praise. I love that I enjoyed it so much. But let me tell you, I'd rather we be in the phase we were. But let me tell you something, saints of God. Even in times like this, God can be glorified. Though he didn't move and answer in the way we thought he should have moved and answered, he still has a plan. He still has a plan. He still has a plan. Here's what I'd like for us to do as kind of a closing. As the praise team comes, I don't know, maybe y'all have a song to play us out of here this morning. Here's what I would love to do today as, as, as an ending to this service, okay? I want us to pray in particularly for those who have been highly affected by the pandemic. If you are somebody, one, maybe if you're somebody who has like compromised immunity, something like that, I want you just to, I know we can't see you, but I want you just to symbolically just lift up your hand. Somebody who maybe, or if you're elderly and you have to be extra cautious at this time, I want you just to lift up your hand. I want you to lift up your hand. Maybe you're somebody and you have lost your job. You have, you're, you're in a time where you're laid off through this time. I, I want you to lift up your hand. I want you to lift up your hand. I know, I know this is so funny because we can't see you. <laughs> you know what I believe is happening here at this time? I believe people who were maybe encouraged and used church people as another channel to God are learning that there's a direct connection with the Lord right now. I believe there are many people who are praying like they've never prayed before. And I believe there are people who are seeking God like they've never sought God before. And in the word of God and studying the word like they never have before because you have no choice because all the channels that you used to use are kind of shut off right now. But if you're one of those people where this pandemic has affected you directly to where you've had to make adjustments in your life, where you have had to 
do certain special things in your life, I want you to lift up your hand. If you have a family that's with you, can we do something? I want you to encourage your family to pray with you. I know it may seem kind of odd, but mom and dad, have those kids pray with you right now that God would begin to work and he would begin to make a way where it looks like, even though it looks like it's some kind of an ending point, it's only the beginning point. It's only the beginning point. Would you do that right now? Would you begin to pray? Begin to pray for moms and dads. If you're alone, just begin to cry out to God. Just go, you're not alone this morning. You're not alone this morning. You've got the Lord with you. You're not alone this morning. Hallelujah. I sense his presence. I believe some homes are beginning to pray together right now and believe together right now believing that we're not at an ending point. He's making a way when there seems to be no other way. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying and I am believing with these that have been affected by this pandemic. I am believing God. I am believing God that you are going to move upon situations, that you're going to begin to give comfort. Father, we pray that your provision, we're believing for provision today. Lord, we're believing that we are going to see victory over this. As our pastor has declared, we command that curve to go down. We command this virus to die in the name of Jesus Christ. As the great preacher said years ago, all illnesses and diseases are just merely a name that is under the name which is above every name. And we declare that right now. We declare that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. That he, when man says we need the stone put in place, Jesus says remove the stone. Remove what's standing in the way. Nothing's going to stand in our way. We believe it in Jesus' name. Now if you're out there and you're listening to me and you need his resurrection in your life, you're in a place where you don't know the Lord, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to invite you right now, where you're at, to pray a prayer, I'm getting ready to pray. And I want to let you know, I want to let you know nobody deserves their salvation. Nobody has earned their salvation. Jesus paid for your salvation. It's prepaid, and it was done on the cross, and he bled, and he died for you. I encourage you to come to him today. I encourage you to let him be your Savior and Lord today. Will you pray with me? Lord, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you, God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me, and that he rose on the third day. Be my Savior. Be my Lord in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer asking him to be your Savior and Lord, put it in the comments section of this video. Amen. Praise God. Praise him. Can we just sing that? Even when, even when I, I'm, I'm, even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working.